Hey guys, welcome to the number 202 ever episode of Always Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be previewing the Wizards vs. Pacers nationally televised ESPN game. And I'm going to break down the team as a whole and why I think that will result in a win slash loss tonight. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, review. Let's get straight into this. Um, like right now. Like, let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Cobra. <laughs> how we always start off. We start off with the starting lineup. For the Wizards, I think they're going to stay the same. Now with the Andre DeLon, right? I'll break that down. And Corey Kispert, the starting lineup isn't still going to change. It's going to be Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdi, even though I do think maybe he shouldn't start. We'll have to see. Denny Avdi, Kyle Kuzma, and Kristaps Porzingis. However, down in Indiana, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Aaron Neesmith, Jalen Smith, and Miles Turner. It's project the starting lineup. The Wizards are going to have to play Miles Turner. They didn't have to do so on opening night after he did have a uh, shocking, surprising pregame um, injury. But, you know, they also have some great scores off the bench. Ben McMather and Chris Duarte, TJ McConnell's a good role player. And, of course, the, the starters have some talent as well. So could be an interesting, fun game here on a Friday night on ESPN. Um, or That game isn't going to be on ESPN. And when you look at the injury report for both teams, Corey Kispert's still out. Daniel Tice still off with the Pacers. But uh, Corey Kispert off with the Wizards. Then DeLon Wright, though, just suffered an injury. You can clearly tell he got hurt in that, in that Detroit game. He was just hopping to the locker room. Um, he is out with a right hamstring injury out about two months or so. Uh, one and a half, two months. That is very unfortunate for the Wizards. DeLon Wright was having a great year, averaging over two steals a game. His points per game, his assists when maybe I don't ever I don't really I didn't really know his efficiency, but he was being really productive on the defensive end. Wasn't being terrible in the offensive end either. So unfortunate to see him go down, but you know, it it happens, you know. You know, it happens, but it is unfortunate. So I mean, maybe this will be a start though for Johnny Davis. He played like one minute last game, um when in and like baby minutes when the Wizards blew out the Detroit Pistons. So, um, I get that is a, uh, a very big positive. I mean, it is a, a positive maybe out of this is that, of course, it's not a positive out of injury, but maybe now Johnny Davis will, will start to see him more out in the court. If it's Jordan Goodwin, I'm just going to lose my mind. Like Johnny Davis has got to play at some point. Like it's been four games now. Like it's time to accelerate the process and start to get Johnny Davis like a a key role in this offense. Even though right now, I mean, the Wizards are succeeding. My prediction: I have the Wizards winning this game, 113 to 101. My Coburn's catch. I think the Wizards just need to be able. This isn't exactly the Coburn's catch, but I do think if this game ends up being close, which I think Indiana has the offensive talent to make it a little closer towards the fourth quarter, kind of like what they did on opening night. Um, it was a close game in the fourth quarter. They came all the way back. The Wizards were able to hold, hold the game. But Kristaps Porzingis is averaging 4.3 foul, fouls per game. So this isn't exactly the Coburn's catch, but if it comes down to a big fourth quarter situation, West Hansel Jr. has got to be ready to have a game plan 
Um, if Chris, if Chris Angus gets into foul trouble, again, averaging 4.3 uh, fouls per game this year. He's fouled out a few games. Just not not amazing. I would think the solution would be putting Dato Gafford in the game. However, Porzingis is so good on offense, averaging about 17 points per game this year. Just had 20 against Detroit. Um, and I know Kuzma had a good game as well. He's been a key role in the offense. And I don't think you could have a 7-3 foot monster like Porzingis with Daniel Gafford on the floor in jail. Because there are two guys that, you know, to either a guy that likes to that's really tall or a guy that likes to stay in the paint. I don't think those would click. Originally, I thought it would. If you talked to me on February 10th when the Wizards traded for him, I'd say perfect idea, but now that's not working. But West Elmsville Jr. needs to make sure he has something up his sleeve to make sure, try not to get Porzingis in foul trouble, but if he is, have a game plan ready because they do have a lot of talented drive, guys that drive to the paint. Crystal Duarte, Benedict Mather, and mostly Tyree Saliburton. They do have Jalen Smith in the paint as well. Miles Turner is, of course, great. So they need to make sure they have um, – West Central Junior needs to make sure he has something up his sleeve um, if they do get into that position. Spread time, Wizards minus five, Pacers plus five, over under 229. I'm easily picking the under in this game. I only have 214, and I would pick the Wizards. And uh, I'd have the same spread, Wizards minus five, Pacers plus five. Again, would pick the Wizards over under 215. and would barely pick the under. Fantasy outlook, I have Tyrese Halliburton getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Bradley Beal getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. I have Kyle Kuzma getting 35 to 40 to 45 fantasy points. And I have Chris Duarte getting 20 to 30 fantasy points. I do want to talk about real quick about Bradley Beal because he's a very interesting player this year. I don't think people are really talking about uh, all that he has done for the Wizards this year. And, you know, they're going to – people are going to look at advanced stats to say this because he literally doesn't have one win share this season, something he's never done in his entire career. They'll say, oh, his usage rate, 25.2%, is lowest since 2015. However, and his three-point percentage, 28.6%, uh, the lowest of his entire career. Um, that that last year was his lowest of his career. Now it's now it's twenty eight point six. However, overall efficiency, Beal shooting eighty six percent from the line. That is very good. Shooting fifty nine percent from the field. That is a key advantage. Averaging twenty and a half points per game. But if you really look, if you really want to use advanced numbers, and trust me, you know I can deal with anyone trying to use advanced numbers, especially on my boy Bradley Beal. I'm gonna have an answer. Um, to that because his effective field goal percentage, 62.5%, and his true shooting percentage, 66%. Look, he has been a very efficient shooter this year, right? It doesn't matter what his usage rate is. Other players have stepped up. Kuzma is the team's leading scorer. Porzingis has had a big offensive role. The Wizards have multiple double-digit point-per-game scores. Like, this is what they need. They don't need Bradley Beal to be that 30-point-per-game scorer everyone's looking for. The advanced stats may not say it's leading the team to wins, but it clearly is, and that's why they're three. Then that is clearly – I mean, it would not be leading the wins. They're three and one. He's the number – he's the superstar on the team. What punctuation do you put on that percentage is the next segment. Um, I think the ESPN giving the Wizards a 66.4% chance of winning. What's a period? percentage. It makes sense. Uh, the Wizards have been a very productive team this year, especially on the defensive end. I'll break down that. And it's resulted in a three-and-run record so far, considering the fact that the Wizards have already beaten the Pacers this year. The fact that the Pacers literally have the worst statistical defense in the NBA. I think it makes sense to give the Wizards over a 60, around two-thirds of a chance uh, to win this game. Or out of 100, you know. Two-thirds, th- two I'll just say that. Last but not least, who you got? I don't think this player will be the best player on the floor. But I think Will Barton's going to have a very productive game. The Wizards haven't been this, like, 
one two-man offensive show, kind of like what they were with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in two thousand in the two thousand twenty-one two thousand twenty uh, in the two thousand twenty two thousand twenty-one season. Nothing like that. They've been distributing the ball to so many different players between Kuzma, Beal, Porzingis, Martin, other guys, and I think since they will have to worry about. Um, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Christos Porzingis. Will Barton's going to get open. Now, he's been extremely efficient this year. Really good from the field. I think 47%, 54% from downtown. I think he's going to take advantage of that, have a really strong game. Kind of like have a what a Kentavious Caldwell Pope was doing part of last year. Kind of take that role, score 20 points out of nowhere, lead his team to vict- uh, be one of the key parts in the team's victory. I say Will Barton is 21.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals. They'll block 64% field goal, 50% from downtown, 87% from the free throw line. While turning the ball over in no time. I think Will Barton's going to have a very productive night for the Wizards and be one of the key reasons why they get a double-digit point victory to put them up to 4-1. I do want to break down the Wizards, though, because on a lot of different components this year, the Washington Wizards have been a very good basketball team, like a very good basketball team. And I think that deserves to be mentioned, right? Now, their offense. Their offense used to be like number one, number two points per game when they had like Beal and Westbrook, that one, two men. Now the Wizards offense is twenty uh is twenty one in points per game. But also in that Westbrook Beal year, their offense was thirtieth in points per game allowed, literally the worst in the NBA. Now they're fifth. Think about that. The Wizards defense is fifth in points per game allowed. That's unbelievable. With a hundred uh, with a hundred and five point eight um allowed per with a hundred and five point eight um points allowed per game, excuse me, um, block-wise, uh, they're fourth in the NBA in blocks per game, 7.3. They're point differential. They're ninth in the NBA in point differential with plus five. They're third in the NBA in field goal percentage with 49.4%. Look, the Wizards were playing good last year, so I'm not going to overreact. And last, last year, they were 10-3, and three. they went lo- longer in the season than this. So I'm not going to overreact to the Wizards' 3-1, and one, possible 4-1 and one start. Um... But I do think this is a team, and I do think they have the right strategy because initially when I was thinking of this team, I thought – I didn't think my, – my my issue with this team was that I didn't think Bradley Beal was that top five, ten player in the league that's going to single-handedly lead his team to victory, kind of like what uh, some people are predicting Luka Doncic to do with the Mavericks this year. He's not. Let's just be real. He's not. But my issue was that because of the cap space situation they signed Beal to, I didn't think they would have enough – salary cap nor like weapons or assets to get other players for be able to distribute the ball to but when you see guys like kyle kuzma averaging over 20 points per game guys like uh, guys like porzingis hachi mora will barton monte morris all these guys being productive on the offensive end it hasn't mattered and i think that's a really good credit to wes onslow jr to take what he has and build it into the system that the Wizards have. The Wizards offense doesn't need to be number one in the NBA. All they need to do is be good enough to win basketball games. And I think this whole strategy of not putting it all on Beal and distributing the basketball, I didn't think it was going to work with the lack of, of weapons I thought they had because of the salary cap situation. But the, the lack of quantity of weapons. I thought they had quality. I knew Kuzma was going to break out. I had a feeling Porzingis was going to be great as well. Hachimura would break out. But I didn't think they had the quantity. But they've had so many double-digit point-per-game scores, it's, like, scary to the NBA right now. I'm not going to overreact. The Wizards got to get this win, right? Because if they do want to really make a run this year and continue this, they do have a tough schedule coming up. Again, 11 of their first 17 going into the year were at home. However, they do have a tough schedule in this stretch. They do play the Nets at one point, 76ers twice, Grizzlies, Heat twice. Is a tough schedule, right? So even if they're at home. So I think 
But now that you're going against a team like the Pacers, you've already exploited their weaknesses. You know what it beat. You've even improved since that game. And knowing what they've done this season, I think this is a game where the Wizards got to take advantage and get the victory. And I think they will. And I think this will be a um a, a very fun night to be a Wizards fan. And I think overall they've been a very productive team. They just need to keep this going, stack some more wins, and we can really have a fun Washington Wizards season this year. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view, enjoy the game tonight. And of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.